hi everybody this is the reformed crazy ex-girlfriends podcast my name is autumn and i have here with me her co-host tori <laughs> her co-host why are you talking about me like i'm not here <laughs> i'm talking about myself in third person because i'm not worthy of first person <laughs> no we're not we're not gonna start with the negative self-talk okay we are gonna be positive we're gonna build ourselves and each other up okay my co-host is the lovely the beautiful the talented smart funny tori and i am so excited that we get to do this together today we pretty much just sat down one day well we didn't sit down because we live far apart i assume we're both sitting in our own respective houses (laughs) but it was one of those things. I mean, it's kind of a meme that people are like, oh, let's start a podcast. And that's basically what we said. And then we just actually did it. So <laughs> now we're here. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited. Are you excited, Tori? Um, excitement is the same thing as nervousness, right? So I think I am excited. <laughs> I'm really nervous too. And it's okay because we're going to hold hands and we are going to get through this together. So just a little bit um, about what we're going to do today. It's basically going to be a first date. We're going to try and get to know more about each other. I feel like we know each other pretty well, but maybe we'll learn some new things. And then also To anybody that's listening, you can get to know us, get to know our vibe, see if you want to listen to us talk for an hour at a time. (laughs) Hopefully you do. And if you don't, well, that's your problem. Don't make it ours. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Already just bullying people that may or may not be listening. That's a good place to start off. Um, Yeah. So let's talk about how we know each other. So we met in high school. And you're you're two years younger than me, right? Um, I graduated in 2017, so I I think only one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're one year apart. I'm I don't remember anything that happened in my life before yesterday. So nope. yeah. <laughs> um, I I don't remember like. I obviously remember us being friends and stuff, but if someone was like, how did you meet? I would have to like make something up to be honest. (laughs) I honestly, I feel like the only core memory that I've retained from our friendship is in high school when you're like, let's hold hands. And we held hands and walked around (laughs) campus and we got complete death glares for it. Oh my God. That is so funny that that stands out to you. Oh my goodness. Well, yeah, we're very, we have a very sapphic friendship that will come through in this podcast for sure um but yeah so that's kind of where the name came from because we were girlfriends then and (laughs) well Tori has a boyfriend now but that's okay we have decided we're gonna do a little 21 questions game so that we can kind of have a format to talk about our opinions our thoughts our feelings that's what you're supposed to do with the podcast and then we also at After that, we have some surprise questions for each other that we don't know what the other person is going to ask. So that'll be really interesting. And that's kind of the vibe. Just very casual, get to know us, see where this goes. This is the first time either of us have done something like this. So 
be patient because we're just figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm so used to TikTok where you can use other people's audios and you don't have to actually listen to your voice or come up with anything <laughs> new and creative. I know. And I don't do any kind of uh, like video or talking content at all. I do like cosplay and modeling and OnlyFans. So this is very different, but it's good different and I'm excited. How many times am I going to say excited? That doesn't even sound like a real word anymore. <laughs> yeah, come um, on. Think of something new. We get it. Well, I, well, I'm pretty, so I don't have to be smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's why you're in college and I have an OnlyFans because... <laughs> because I'm ugly and I had <laughs> no, to go no, to school. No. It was my only option. <laughs> Nobody no. is going to pay to see this body. <laughs> no, that is not what I mean. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Ah, <sighs> geez. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'll start off. We're going to switch off asking each other questions. Uh, first question is going to be, what is the too long didn't read version of your life, Tori? Oh, man. Um, I think Autumn and I are kind of in the same boat where I do not remember anything that has happened to me before today, <laughs> but I think some core memories of my life I do have is when I was younger, I was really into sports. I played tennis and I played it throughout high school. And that was kind of the path I was thinking about pursuing. Um, high school was pretty awful, very traumatic in, yeah. <laughs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> and yeah, it was, it was definitely a shit show. And then I graduated and moved as far away as I could with, you know, the only <laughs> college option my parents allowed me to apply to. Oh. And now I'm four years deep into college and wanting to drop out every second because school is just not <laughs> for me. I have the attention span of a goldfish and I'm ready to be done. That's great. Uh, I love that your dream is to drop out after four years, but you're going to finish. You graduate in May, right? You'll yeah. have your undergrad? If I if I make it there, yeah. You will. You will. She's going to make it. She's a smart cookie. She just has a lot of self-deprecating humor. But I am definitely just doing the bare minimum to get by. Like the other day, I had a four-page paper due, and mm -hmm. I waited until 10 p.m. to do any research <laughs> I didn't even have the title of the paper yet on the document. It was oh. it was really bad, but I still got a 91. So I guess the bare minimum oh will get me god. by. Oh my god. There you go. I feel like that's what I do when I write an essay. No rough draft, no outline, nothing. I'm like you get the full polished thing <laughs> or you get absolutely nothing. Which it's is so like strange to me that people write rough drafts for their paper. Like that was legitimately something they taught you in school to mm -hmm. write out an outline and a rough draft. I don't think I've done that since it was like a great requirement. I've never done yeah. that. It's just all at once the last two hours before it's due. Basically, I mean, and you got an A, so you pulled it off flawlessly. Yeah, I don't know Great. why. I'm I'm really embarrassed. That's like a teacher I look up to, too. And I was like, <gasps> come on, are we just kidding ourselves? That's the worst when, like, you actually respect your professor and you feel, like, shame turning something in. It's like, <laughs> oh, man, this is not good. I think okay. I just got lucky, though, because the topic of the essay was something that he made very clear he knew nothing about. So I think he was just going to oh. accept anything I gave to him. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. I love that. Okay. Um, the too long didn't read version of my life 
is oof. <laughs> Let me think about this. So I was born January fourth, nineteen ninety-eight, and some stuff happened. Uh, I feel like the main theme of my life, if I'm going to be at all serious, is like I've just been like an artist, and that's the only thing I've ever really cared about is like doing art or creating stuff in any way, shape, or form. That's manifested itself in a couple different ways throughout my life, but. Yeah, I guess like the too long dinner read version is just I'm an artist and that's all you need to know. <laughs> really. <laughs> I that's such like a boring, like overly serious cliche answer, but that's how I feel. No, I so. feel like they can read into that and get that like the trauma, the starving artist kind of mm. vibe. That's all right. that's all you need to know. Dope. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I take that as a compliment. It's so funny. I love when people like call me an artist I recognize that about myself and I'm always like oh my gosh thank you so much they're like that's I'm just describing you that has neither a positive nor negative connotation so um okay (laughs) all right you ask the next question okay so the next question we have is what should they teach you in high school but don't um something I know that everyone says taxes but like I feel so strongly that We need to teach financial literacy in high school because I have a friend that's recently uh, quit her day job and she's doing uh, like creative stuff full time. And it's just such a shit show. It's so difficult to figure these things out. And it's so important. You know, if you screw up your taxes, like you can get fined or arrested for just like being ignorant. And that's so ridiculous that something that serious is like not taught. In high school, we're not supposed to be, you know, the cornerstone of your education. But yeah, that's my boring answer. What about you? I guess I would agree with that. But then there's also TurboTax, which (laughs) I feel like is pretty, pretty easy. You just throw some numbers in and then you're good and the IRS doesn't come chase you down. Um, Good point. Good point. um, It's kind of something we've talked about before. I think in high school, they should teach empathy because I think high school... Mm breeds the biggest bullies yeah (laughs) high school bullies but um (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh i just think people go there and don't develop real emotions or understand other people's emotions and then they become an adult and have never learned how to do that and just don't know how to care about other people yeah yeah no that's a huge thing and i think that kind of goes along with talking about mental health Because I feel like there's so many times, because you and I both, I have bipolar disorder, and I don't know if you want to list your disorder, (laughs) if that's private or not. I know you talk about it on TikTok, but obviously we have a good sense of humor about it now, and joking about it is a good way to cope. But I do think about high school and how there were so many things that were so like obvious about me like struggling with my mental health and everyone was just like so horrible to both of us when it should have been like oh these people are clearly struggling and we should help them um yeah I do think about that like really often with like well I think it just really comes down to people aren't taught to know how to react to it because I think about like all my explosive friendship ends mm-hmm. and if those people were taught how to recognize like volatile emotions I think they would have known how to respond to it better but 
Mm-hmm. I think the word crazy is just thrown around so often and it's just yeah. chalked up to, oh, they're just crazy. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, yeah, money and mental health, the two the two <laughs> important M's, that's what we need to be teaching. One of them definitely um, ruins the other, though. <laughs> that is very true. That is very <laughs> true. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, next question. What inscription do you want on your gravestone? Oh, that is a hard one. Um, I think I would want tried her best. <laughs> that's that's cute. I, I like think that. It, I think it's kind of like funny, but at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like sweet. It's like, oh, yeah, she really gave it her all. And I mean, here she is now with no notoriety, but she she gave it she gave it her best shot. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, tried her best. That's a good one. I think I want <laughs> told you so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like because like obviously like my glaring mental health issues, but I feel like I'm kind of a hypochondriac and I'm constantly going to my mom and I'm like, I think like I have cancer or something. And I just I know like if I ever did get diagnosed with something horrible, I'd I'd be upset that I was gonna die, but I'd also be like, I was right. And I need everyone to tell me that I was right about this. Just so fucked up, but whatever. <laughs> um, the next question is, what is a cause that is worth dedicating your life to? A cause worth dedicating your life to. I think uh, this kind of goes to what you were saying earlier would be like empathy and being a kind person. Um, because as I get older and I gain more like wisdom, I guess, is – uh, people will always remember the way that you make them feel and people will always remember the way the way that you make them feel about themselves and that really sticks with you. Yeah. So I think if you're going to have some overarching theme to your life, it would be to like be empathetic and be kind and kind of lead with how am I affecting other people, you know, really internalizing the fact that there are consequences to your actions and there are consequences to the way that you treat other people and taking that really seriously I don't think that we take that seriously enough um in our relationships and in our life so yeah kindness empathy that's what I would say um that was a sweet little answer I guess I would have to say uh rehabilitation (laughs) oh okay (laughs) no I'm just kidding I was just (laughs) trying to step on your answer a little bit um yeah I'm really, I don't know. I really struck a chord with me like substance abuse. Um, I feel like that is something really important to me and reforming the systems we have in place and making it more pro rehabilitation and understanding that, you know, addiction is an illness that can be treated with love and support and ending stigmatization. And so I think that's kind of what I'm leaning towards in what I want to pursue in life is just ending that stigma. That's awesome. I love that. I think that's like something that, you know, I come from a family that's pretty progressive mm-hmm. uh, with their like values politically and stuff. But that is something that uh, I feel like I constantly have to explain. I'm like, we are so much closer to like, you know, someone that is maybe homeless on the street or, you know, struggling with those kinds of addiction issues than we are to like any billionaire. And we need to be treating those people with you know, love and respect and compassion because it is an illness and it's not 
something that it, you know, people just speak so horribly about people in that position, but it's like, yeah. you know, if you get into the science of it, like addiction, you know, it's this, I don't want to say like personality defect, but it is like people have like, per- like addictive personalities and they don't have control over that. No one would choose to be an addict. Um, so yeah, that's a really great thing to dedicate your life to (laughs) no 100% and it's it's just crazy the stuff you still hear about it despite the fact that it's it's just established like it is like a mental illness that Mm -hmm. you know you can't immediately control or change within a day and I just still hear stuff all the time that's just horrifying and so I think I really want to help end that stigma behind it yeah that's awesome I love that okay Am I, is it my turn or? Uh, I think it's my turn. So the next question we have is what should parents stop teaching their children? Mm, What should parents stop teaching their children? I don't know. Oh my gosh. That's such a hard one. Cause I like, I feel like as far as parenting goes, like I never want to tell someone like how to be a parent or what to do with their children because I feel like being a parent is so astronomically difficult and I can only speak as like someone that gets annoyed by children and lines at Disneyland. <laughs> like that's like my extent to like having um, yeah. interactions with children. I don't know. I guess like stop teaching children that they have to like say yes to everything. I feel like we kind of force kids like – oh, you have to hug your grandparents. You have to do this. You have to say like yes to everything an adult says to you. And I think that's uh, pretty damaging in the long run. As someone who has a lot of difficulty saying no, I think that you know there are pretty lasting effects to uh, not teaching your children autonomy, I guess. Yeah, I love that. Um, something I've seen kind of talked about a lot is – we need to stop teaching kids like these made up words for, you know, body parts and stuff, because it Mm. leads to confusing communication, like between children. Um, I took this course where we had this woman come in and talk about it and talk about, you know, being honest and verbal, like about the things you say and intentional. And a lot of times, like what happens to these kids is these parents assign like these silly names to things. And so when kids are in real trouble, they don't know how to tell their parents because their parents don't understand what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a really big thing. I think that's really good. I I have heard about that like a little bit, but um, I didn't realize that was kind of like an overarching cultural problem, you know? Uh, okay, next one. How much do you change when you know that no one is around? Ooh. <laughs> I feel like when no one else is around, I just dissolve into nothingness. I <laughs> um, I made this TikTok where I was like, uh, this is what I'm doing the majority of the day versus like the few hours I have to function. And I just was standing there motionless. And I feel like... <laughs> That's that's true. That's literally me. When no one else is around and watching me, I do not exist. I am not a person. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess that would make other people solipsistic around you because it's like we can't prove that Tori's there when we're not around her. Really, I, I don't know if that's the right philosophical term. Solipsism. I think it is. I think solipsism is that you can only prove the existence of yourself. 
I don't know. I don't know much about philosophy, but uh, I guess my, I think this is a really interesting question as far as like being in quarantine. Cause I know I work from home. So I went from like having uh, two customer service jobs and like being in school and being around people all the time to like not leaving my house ever. And I feel like I have become a more authentic version of myself because I'm not privy to other people's opinions or reactions. And I feel like, especially when you're in a customer service job, you are constantly being judged and you're constantly like uh, taking in people's reactions to you, if that makes sense. Like I know how people feel about my tattoos and the way I do my makeup and all this, like when you're talking to so many people throughout the day. So I feel like now that I'm not really privy to anyone's opinion of myself and I pretty much just have like my opinion of myself and like my mom, uh, I, yeah, I feel like I have a lot more freedom as far as like who I am and like who I want to be. I definitely think I've like fallen victim to that too, where I have a tendency to mold myself to whoever I'm with. And it's kind of crazy, like, especially right now when, you know, in-person interaction is so limited. So you have Mm -hmm. like fewer examples to look at and you just kind of notice you're like, oh, when I'm with this person, I act this way. And when I'm with this person, I act this way. So I definitely understand what you're saying about that alone time helping you form yourself around what is most authentic to you. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's uh, the isolation is definitely getting to me, but it is, it has been like transformative in a good way too. Yeah. Um, okay. Your turn. Okay. So how much do you know about the world outside your, uh, oh man, I feel like with social media, it is, easier than ever to kind of have a more global view rather than just one of America. Um, I'm sure that there are things that I don't know. Like you can only know so much about the entire world, but I do feel uh, it's easier to seek out information if I wanted to know like what was going on in the UK or what was going on in Asia or something that information is at my fingertips. Um, so how much do I like in this moment know? I mean, I guess not much, <laughs> not off the top of my head, but I could. I, I, mean, I should. <laughs> you you could. I could. <laughs> but look, I've got a lot going on. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that is much, much bigger than the whole yeah. world outside of your immediate Oh, absolutely. I (laughs) am the center of the universe. Everything revolves around me, myself, and I. (laughs) See, I love how that phrase has been reclaimed because I've been told that multiple times in my life, someone telling me, oh, you realize you're not the center of the universe as an insult, but it's like that. I don't know why they're saying that. I mean, I am the center of the universe, so I don't know why you're, you're lying to me. Honestly. That's don't talk to those people. They're bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely agree with what you're saying. I know it's at my fingertips and, you know, we have the news app on our phone, but 
I I just have a tendency to get very overwhelmed by information. I'm like the kind of person that if I'm going to dedicate myself to a topic, I need to learn everything about it. So I have a tendency mm-hmm. to avoid learning new things because I know I'll bring on too much of a burden to myself. So I guess I would yeah. say nothing. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> That's nothing. fair. That's fair. I mean, I, I don't like it to some... be that way. I wish I wish I did know yeah. more, but Mhm. Yeah, no, I think that there is something to be said about the pressure that we feel to like kind of be an expert on everything. Um, but I think it's more powerful to admit like I don't know about this and if it became important, if it was something that um, you know, I felt I needed to know about, then absolutely you should be open-minded and educate yourself about those things, but there's no reason to pretend that you are a genius and you know everything. Yeah. I th- I the words I don't know are are much more powerful and not used enough. <laughs> I think it's just much easier to remain ignorant when you know you can like learn something with like one Google search. Yeah. No, you're right, you're right. Um okay, which movie or book do you think is ridiculously overrated? <laughs> what 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 what? Um I guess like it's just embarrassing because I haven't even seen it, but I like can't watch it because I know like the hype that surrounds it. I just can't take it seriously. And that would be Hamilton. Oh my God. I literally have a Hamilton tattoo. I can't believe you just (laughs) said that. That is really funny. No, I get, I 100% get that. Interesting. I think you should watch it on Disney plus because even if you're not like a musical fan, it is so uh cool and unique for like the medium of musicals like it's a rap obviously which is cool and it also has all these really amazing talented people of color at the forefront which doesn't happen enough in musical theater um so that's cool if you ever feel like watching it but i do think that it became very overrated very quickly um And people kind of lost sight of the fact that this was, like, a really uh, glossed over version of U.S. history because, like, Alexander Hamilton was literally a slave owner. And we can't forget that. I think once people started making, like, fan art and fan fiction about it was when we really lost our way. (laughs) Fan fiction about historical figures? That's... Yeah, it's too much. You know, (laughs) Tumblr has its own way of dealing with things. (laughs) Um, Something that I think is overrated. This is a hard question to ask because I'm such a fan of just stuff in general. And I love to be like cringy and be (laughs) like all about stuff. Um, Overrated. Man, oh man. Can I say sports? Just sports in general? <laughs> it's it's sad because well, not sad, but like my brother is like an extraordinarily talented baseball player and my mom is like really into sports. She listens to sports radio and I just like don't care about sports even no, a little 100%. bit. As someone who I played know. a sport, I 100% agree with you. <laughs> there goes our future Barstool Sports. <laughs> <laughs> uh sponsorship yeah i I don't think i want to dive in with that so that's perfectly fine absolutely not (laughs) okay your turn um who would you most like to sit next to on a 10-hour flight and why 
I'm really obsessed with Middleditch and Schwartz right now. They're this comedy duo. They have a special on Netflix where they do, um, it's like three episodes. They're each an hour long and they do this like really, really funny improv. Um, It's like an improv comedy special basically. And I just think that they're so funny and they, I've seen a few interviews with them and they talk about how they've been doing this for over a decade. And I think that's so crazy because it, you get up or you watch the <laughs> you get up on stage i was not on stage <laughs> i was at home on my couch watching it on netflix um but no like you it, it you see those things and it's like oh well, like i'm funny i could do that absolutely <laughs> fucking not i could not and i think it's so interesting that they have spent a decade doing this improv and polishing it and making it look so effortless and having it be so funny. Uh, if I was going to be on a 10 hour flight, I feel like, cause like right now that's my hyper fixation is these two dudes. Like I could definitely pick their brain for 10 hours and ask them about comedy and about um, their, you know, experience as comedians and in improv, which isn't a super, I guess, well-known uh, thread of comedy in the mainstream right now. And I feel like because they've done it for so long, they could also talk about it for 10 hours, which is cool. Yeah. So that's my answer today. If you ask I me tomorrow, it'll be different. They're probably really good at thinking of responses on the spot too. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. They'd keep me entertained. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess because I just feel too nervous to always make one concrete decision. I would have to say nobody because it's a 10-hour flight. And if nobody sat by me, that means I could spread my legs across the whole aisle. And I just would much prefer that. I think 10 hours is just too long to talk to one person. Maybe we'll talk for a few hours and then I'll be like, okay, guys, it's nap time. And then we can all- <laughs> And then you rest your head on their shoulder and drool oh on them God. while you sleep. I have such a crush on Ben Schwartz. He is like the cutest cutie in the whole world. So I would totally, if he was like, yeah, you can take a nap on my shoulder, I would take him up on it. Uh, what are two things you know you, sh- you should know how to do but don't? <laughs> um, <laughs> I was say where do I start? <laughs> um, I just realized I made you ask two questions in a row. Whatever. Uh, sorry. That's okay. I love talking, so it's fine. I mean, that's why we have a podcast, is it not? <laughs> um, okay, two things that I feel like I should know how to do. Um, I've Jesus Christ. Two things. I mean, we've already established that I don't know how to do my taxes, so I feel like that's one. Um, man, I feel like every single day I'm thinking like, oh, man, why don't I know how to do this? But now I'm coming up blank. I guess, like, I feel like I should know how to clean better by now. Like, I'm not necessarily, like, a messy or dirty person. But I do feel like every time I'm, like, doing the dishes, I'm, like, I just feel like I'm doing this wrong. And I feel like like any, like, little adult things like that, like, cleaning the bathtub or, like, mopping, like, I just always feel like. I'm like, I, I must be doing this wrong. Cause like when my mom does it, it's amazing and perfect and sparkling. And like, I lived in my own apartment like for over a year and I just felt like nothing was ever like perfect and sparkling the way I wanted it to. And other people seem to be able to do that. I don't know. That I guess that's my answer. That's all I could think of right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel 
like I resonate with that a lot. And that is because the thing I do not understand is what cleaning products go for what. Like when I'm at the store, I just feel very confused because it says like a multi-purpose cleaner. It's like, okay, but how multi-purpose is multi-purpose really? Yeah, exactly. Um, I also feel like something I should know how to do by now is how to play the guitar because that was my hyperfixation a year ago. And I've taken two semesters of guitar lessons. I bought a $500 guitar and yet Oof. it just sits in my room and stares at me and I just continue oh, to no. not know how to play. That's like something, yeah, I wish I was musical because I can do all sorts of other art and I love music. I cannot play music for the life of me. Yeah, it's something I want to know how to do so bad because I'm not good at singing by any means, but I've convinced myself if I can play an instrument, my horrible voice would suddenly sound good. <laughs> um, I I have no idea how music works, so... I mean, you could auto-tune yourself, maybe. I feel like if you can make like nice melodies, you could definitely edit your voice. Yeah, so. that's true. I've always thought about doing like the sort of talking singing, like, you know, mm. Marceline from Adventure Time type thing. Oh, I could totally see you doing that, actually. That totally, that's so you. Okay. All right. We'll move on to the next question. What is something you've done that you wish you could undo? Oh, infant anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. For people listening, Tori's face was just pure fear for a second. That was just like all the blood drained from my face. That was just (laughs) a really loaded question. Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, we can skip it if this is going to (laughs) stress you out. There's no Um, rules. I wish. Something I guess more lighthearted is I wish when I got to college I didn't start dating someone and that I just Mm. stayed single and figured myself out. But in Tory fashion, I can only have a one day gap between relationships, and so I had to move right on. Oh my gosh! Wow, that's a big one. Um, something that I've done that I wish I could undo. (sighs) I feel like this is just kind of like regret and I just try not to have regret because I feel like I'm uh, how I kind of deal with problems is I'm like okay this happened we can't undo it so let's just move forward and I think that's benefited me in a lot of ways yeah that's Um, definitely a nice sentiment for sure yeah I guess it's just like anything mean I've said to my mom (laughs) (laughs) because like our relationship isn't perfect but I do feel like the more that I am in therapy, the more I'm able to humanize my parents. This is like so deep for such a like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm literally going to tear up. But like for real, like you, I feel like you look at your parents as like superheroes for most of your life. Yeah. And then as you become an adult and you kind of deal with your own issues, you're like, oh man. Cause like right now, I'm the age that my dad was when he had me. And I'm like, man, if I had a kid, that kid be fucked up too. Like, it wasn't their <laughs> fault. So, yeah, I guess, yeah, I'll take back all the mean stuff I said about my mom. Mom, if you're listening, let's <laughs> go ahead. Can you get selective amnesia? That'd be really nice for me. <laughs> I definitely feel like most people from this generation are going to look back when they're adults and 
it's not to say that, you know, the generation above us is perfect or even deserving of an apology because they play a huge role in that response. But yeah, I think even now, like, even though I still talk to my parents, I look back, I'm like, wow, cats in the cradle type B, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think... Yeah, I people talk about like childhood trauma and stuff with kind of no nuance at all a little bit. And I'm not saying like if your parents are abusive and manipulative, that's an issue and, you know, that's a whole other thing, but I do think that we kind of like villainize parents a little bit and expect kind of perfection out of them when it's like what do you know about parenting? If you had a kid, <laughs> like what would you be able to do with that? So I, I definitely, it's, it's so complicated. I feel like all our parents would benefit so much from some therapy. And this is like the first generation mm-hmm. that's like finally reaching out and being like, yeah, I have something wrong with me. But I think that generation is very stuck in their logical ways. I saw someone talking about this and it was yeah. It was really amazing is that generation was so focused on, you know, financial security and providing like mm-hmm. a life that you could survive off of and not necessarily emotional connection and I think mm-hmm. if they just talked to somebody, they would realize that. Yeah, no, I think that is so true cuz I am really privileged in that my mom has started going to therapy recently as well and I think that uh us both being in therapy has benefited us hugely. So I'm really lucky in that respect. And I feel like when you're not going to therapy or you haven't experienced it, you don't realize like how amazing and beneficial it could be. I'm not saying it turns you into a perfect person, but having to articulate your thoughts to an I want to say unbiased, but I mean, obviously, they lean in the direction of love and support towards you, but having to explain them to someone and verbally say them out loud and explain your actions, I feel like really grounds you. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. That's beautifully said. Okay. What do most people think about you that is absolutely not true? (laughs) Oh, God. Here we go. Um, Hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things like... I feel like that question immediately turned me bitter, but I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I guess like the most thorough one I can immediately think of is in high school. um, I went and switched to online school for a bit after a lot of shenanigans. And (laughs) I am pretty sure lots of rumors were spread around me. Some that I was leaving to go have a bastard child or... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, Jesus. That I, I don't know, just had an emotional breakdown and shaved my head or something. And But that wasn't true. It just, school was super unbearable. People of that age demographic are brutal. And I just couldn't do school like that way anymore. Yeah, I think that definitely kind of goes back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier. Um just people not having empathy and not being able to like kind of think outside of themselves. So they hear like, oh, she's going to online school. It's like, what's the most horrific, dramatic reason (laughs) she could be doing that? It's just so funny because it's like the cruelest, meanest people are like, hmm, I wonder what happened there. It's like, (laughs) what do you think? 
<laughs> let's let's get our critical thinking cap on. And <laughs> That's maybe... something that should be taught in high school is critical thinking because oh yeah, it's just a basic skill everybody needs, and I feel like nobody has it. They just jump to the immediate conclusion. No, you're totally right. Something that people think about me that's just absolutely not true. Mm, my first instinct, I'm like, that I have giant knockers, but that is true. <laughs> it is true. Oh, most definitely. Um, thank you. Mine kind of comes back to mental health as well. I just, I get labeled crazy and unhinged a lot. And I think that's like 50% because I always call myself crazy as like a coping mechanism. It's like, <laughs> mm, take your biggest insecurity and wear it as armor and then no one can hurt you, but people still hurt you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that I just, I'm not that crazy. And a lot of things I guess I do that are out of the norm are just because like I occasionally really struggle with mental health, and I wish that people knew that. But yeah, I'm not crazy. I'm really not. I'm not <laughs> quite mellow. Sounds like something a crazy person would say, having to convince themselves for 30 seconds that that's not a true descriptor. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, as the words are coming out of my mouth, I was like, this sounds so crazy. <laughs> uh, next question. Go for it. Okay, let's see. So what is something that can't be taught and can only be learned with age? Ooh, can only be learned with age. Um, I don't know. I guess with like gained experience, the only thing that you can like, that is like truly unique to being older is realizing like how naive and dumb younger people are. <laughs> um. Because I do think that if you seek out knowledge, you'll find it. Like anybody that wants to learn something can do that and you can do that at any age. Um, but yeah, I, I think that with age, it's just the whole realizing that younger people are way more naive than you, which is why like age gap relationships are so kind of gross and predatory because it's like I – I'm 23. I don't even think I date a 20 year old because the person I was at 20 years old is so different than who I am now. And you just realize so quickly, like how uh, kind of differently you go about the world and how differently you hold yourself. Yeah, seriously. And that's why it's so strange to me when people justify their relationships by being like, oh, well, they're 18. That's fine. That's an illegal adult. But it's like, okay, hey, well, you're in your 20s and an actual adult like an 18 year old is not an adult but yeah I feel like I have a a bone to pick with this question because I guess like a, a recurring theme I've been having in my life is well for instance I was talking to a professor I really like about uh like my letter I have to submit to law school that talks about myself and why I'm special or interesting or what experiences I have to bring. And I was talking to my teacher and I'm like, oh, is it a little too on the nose to like talk about horrible traumatic events that have happened to you that make you want to be in the legal field? And he's like, well, you know, I think something that these young people think is that they've actually been through things in life. Uh, and as they get older, they realize that those weren't as big of a deal. And so they submit these letters, writing these things, not realizing they don't know anything about life yet. And that really bothered me because I feel like 
I am most myself now than I've ever been. Like, I think there was a dramatic switch, but I'm only 21 and I feel very confident in knowing who I am and how those experiences have defined me. So Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think all of a sudden you wake up and you're 30 years old and you're like, oh, I know everything now. Yeah. Um, Definitely. First of all, that professor's a dick. I think that's a super (laughs) condescending thing. (laughs) No, he's he's a good guy. It was, and uh, maybe I'm remembering back his his tone differently, but he was just saying, you know, don't think you know anything, basically. (laughs) I think that's fair. I can definitely see both sides. I think that you can, like, respect the experiences that younger people have without um, playing kind of the trauma Olympics, which I think some older people try and do. It's like, we get it. You lived through the Great Depression. But, like, (laughs) have you tried making a tiktok and having it like tank (laughs) and having someone comment on a feature of yours that you're insecure about that shit is horrifying i know way way worse than the 2008 housing crisis just being (laughs) honest (laughs) okay (laughs) moving on uh do you think the convenience of technology is worth the loss of privacy that comes with it I would never give up technology, to be honest. I think that we should be able to have both things at the same time. I think that the loss of privacy is really a symptom of capitalism. And uh, I think that we can... What's so funny? (laughs) No, it's just just funny because I just feel like... um, I just love when people blame capitalism because I don't know like a lot about the different like financial governments that can exist, but I'm always like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Fuck capitalism. (laughs) I know that much. That's a very good and honest answer. I love that. Um, (laughs) No, I mean, I I don't know everything about capitalism, but I know that a lot of the uh, loss of privacy, you know, companies make a lot of money selling our data and selling to us uh, because, you know, we live in a really, really consumerist Uh, culture. And if we didn't, there would be no reason for companies to, you know, sell our data and know as much about us as they do. Um, But also, I think that there is a really weird obsession with privacy, especially with the older generation. I think our generation is extraordinarily open. And I think that's a good thing uh, with certain caveats. But yeah, I guess I guess that's a really personal thing. I don't care about privacy that much. And I have an OnlyFans, so like I think that's pretty <laughs> obvious that certain things that some people would care about, I don't. Um I mean, I care about like the privacy of like my family and my like address and, you know, certain things that are obvious, but You're yeah, I think you there don't is like get a really doxed. Weird- are you kidding me? That's just a given <laughs> the internet. I know, I know. It's crazy, but it is the one thing that I'd like to keep private. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I feel like, I guess I just don't have skeletons in the closet, and I never have. I'm, like, quite open, because I feel like if you try and keep too many secrets, that they could just be, like, used against you. But if you are just open, then you don't have to live in fear. Yeah, 
I definitely think that when it comes to internet privacy, it's something I've become pretty desensitized to, you know, constantly having to accept terms and services and never reading them and not (laughs) knowing that you're secretly signing your life away. I just, I have kind of accepted as I've gotten older that anything, any picture I take, anything I post is just immortalized and it's completely out of my hands once I've gotten onto an app. And I kind of, I act like my phone is an FBI agent and I can't do anything in front of it. Even if my phone is off, like I have a protector over my camera because I'm like, I don't want to get caught slipping right now, like coming naked out of the shower. (laughs) I just, I automatically assume I'm always being watched. So anything I want to keep private, I just do away from my phone. And I just know anything I say or do on my phone or near my phone is just public knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good answer. I think that because we're like obviously so close in age, same generation that um, we're going to have pretty much the same opinion on that. Um, all Do right. you think uh, we should switch over to some questions that we've come up with? Yeah. Do you want to go first or should I go first? Um, you should go first. I like that. Okay. Alrighty. So I'll just do my four and then you can do your four. Does that okay. sound good? Yeah. Okay. So my first question for you is what three fictional characters best describe you and why? Oh, I like that. Um, I would say number one, Luna Lovegood. <gasps> I love her. <laughs> I feel like even if I'm not similar to her, I try to embody like the airiness and the mysticality of her. Um, I guess I would say to you've seen the the Netflix series You, right? Oh yeah. I am love from that show. Oh my god. Wait, I can totally see that. Yes. <laughs> I am crazy obsessive ride or die type of person. Hell yeah. Um, and I guess lastly <laughs> Oh You can um, think about it. It's good. Um I guess maybe Bing Bong from Inside Out. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> that's adorable. Um, okay. Love that. I I feel like out of all three, you're most Luna. I can definitely see you as Luna quite a bit. That's yeah, such a I, good one. I think the love child of Luna and love would be would mm-hmm. be me because they they balance each other out so they would cancel out you know like the psycho murderer killing spree type thing with you know luna's kindness and empathy uh what do you think your superpower is oh i asked you a very similar question in the questions that i prepared um <laughs> what do ones. i think like my superpower is now or if i like were to have a superpower what it would be say both okay um i think my superpower is feeling other people's emotions. I definitely connect with people through opening up and sharing. And so I feel like I can almost always put myself in their shoes and feel kind of what they're feeling. I feel like if I were to have a superpower, it'd be mind control because I would use that same empathy, kind of like Jasper (laughs) from Twilight Vibes. I'd be able to alter people's moods, but maybe more powerful than that. That's cool. I, I always liked Jasper's ability because I feel like I would just use it to like calm people down, you know? Yeah, I really I w- like Jasper. I just, you know, didn't like that he was a Confederate soldier. That part, not <laughs> ideal. Super not ideal. Um, 
I just want his power. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, if you could own a mythical creature, which one would you choose and why? Um, if I could own a mythical creature, probably Baby Yoda. I Aww, think. I I knew you were gonna say that as soon as you put <laughs> it up. I was like, oh, perfect. And I know what his real name That's- is, so please, no one get mad. Grogu. I know. <laughs> Ooh, do you pronounce it like that, Grogu? Is that how you pronounce it? I thought it was Grogu. Oh, I'm probably wrong. Um- <laughs> I like to just I like to say Grogu. Grogu, that's cute. I like it. Okay. And my last question is, what is one thing that you wish people knew about you? Ooh. Um, one thing that I wish people knew about me. Oh, I think that would be that I'm like a long-term investment. Oh, okay. I feel like I have friendships that kind of fizzle off pretty early. And I think that if people knew that in the long run, I'm a, I'm a good friend. Like I'm someone who will always be there for you. I think most of my friendships are all like long-term ones at this point, like one and a half to two plus year friendships. And I think that's because they saw that in me that, you know, I might've been a handful at the beginning, but they knew in the end that it was going to be worth it. Yeah. I like that. I I definitely saw that about you. Um, Early on, I knew that we had a really good connection and that I wanted us to be friends for a really long time. So special. So special. Okay. Your turn to interview moi. (laughs) What is the worst thing you've ever done? Um, like this week or (laughs) like, what was Um, the first thing that came to your head when you're like, oh my gosh, that is what would send me to hell. Oh my God. Oh my God. (sighs) I hate you for asking me this. This is like, so. (laughs) I'm like actually sweating now. Um, I'm not even going to allow people to develop like some affinity for you or think that you're a nice person. We just immediately need to get it out there the worst thing that you've ever done um i think probably oh no um letting a guy cheat on his girlfriend with me that's probably the thing that i feel the most guilty about just because i was like a a dumb slut in the moment (laughs) um (laughs) but um but no i do think about that and like now that i've like been in relationships or people have been unfaithful to me and I see like how damaging that is I'm like oof man really wish we hadn't have done that that sucks (laughs) yeah and Um, I think they definitely played a huge role in allowing that to happen and convincing you that that was like normal and I feel like the culture mm -hmm. we were into like it was just it was really normal to cheat on your partner in our high school like I can think of like all the popular relationships I think all of them ended from cheating or ended and then came back together because cheating wasn't a big deal there. Yeah. I do wonder if that was our high school or if that's just like what it's like when you're young and stupid. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, so many memes about cheating, so many memes about fucking this guy's bitch and fucking this bitch. And it's like, I think we're all fucking the same 10 bitches because I don't know how that's even like mathematically possible. <laughs> so thank you for making me admit that, Tori. You're welcome. That's, that was 
awesome. I just thought that might be a huge weight off your chest, you know. And you're already (laughs) carrying around those huge titties, so I thought (laughs) you might want to unload a little bit. No, I I feel better. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Next question. What is your biggest insecurity? (laughs) What is this? I'm literally like ask you like these cute little fairy <laughs> you know, questions, and that's <laughs> and I kind of was anticipating that I'm like, oh, is she gonna grill me or is she just gonna be kind and sweet like she always is? Oh my god! Okay, um, I'll give you two. So like physically, my biggest insecurity is that I have like acne from like my on my entire body basically, uh, and I really hate that. I've tried my entire life to get rid of it and I just have like horrible acne all over my body and that's pretty annoying spend a lot of time photoshopping that out of a lot of pictures um and then as far as like personality defects I feel like I have a really uh, long fuse but in a bad way like I will just hold on to stuff until like it's too much and then I'm like okay here are the uh, f- five years worth of gripes <laughs> that I have with you <laughs> and I feel like that's not good I don't say things that bother me as they come I wait <laughs> until <laughs> it's too much to bear <laughs> I know how that can be for sure um <laughs> <laughs> this is so mean oh my god um what tattoo would you get if you had to pick one right now and you don't have any time to think about it you just have to oh um i was just thinking about this today i really want from wandavision the uh to grow heart- old in oh yes with the v precious. i I really want that. And I, I think I will definitely end up with a WandaVision tattoo uh, once it's safe to get tattooed again. No, I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want your last words to be? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you be saying that to in this scenario? Like your murderer or just your family and loved ones? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just – I've heard – I was watching like this like documentary about people that work in hospice and stuff and they always say that like last words are a myth and no one actually it's very rare that people know like they're going to die and they like get a sentence out um so I feel like I let go of the concept of having last words I probably wouldn't say fuck you I don't know see you on the other side something stupid <laughs> I, I really have no good I have no good answer to that question I'm so sorry wow that's horribly disappointing what? but so, Tori, <laughs> what is the worst thing you've ever done <laughs> oh man there's a lot of worst things I've almost done I guess maybe I'm trying to think like it's just so hard when you have no memory of your life to remember these things (laughs) especially like when you want to repress the worst things that you've ever done in particular like I could tell you like all the horrible things like people said to me growing up every single one is cataloged in here but I could not tell you anything (laughs) mean I've done to anyone else just because you know my brain's selective in that way oh my gosh you know what that's fair I don't blame you for that it's probably a better way to to live I've tried to get um, a lot of teachers fired I feel like that's I feel like you've gotten tried to get 
people fired who deserve to get fired. So that's not really, I don't think that's that bad. But thank you for skirting around that question and not answering it while I actually (laughs) answered it. (laughs) Um, That's okay. We don't need to start bringing up the repressed memories because I'm not really sure what to do if you have a mental breakdown right now. Oh, I mean, I have one that I think is pretty funny. Um, In high school, when I used to be confrontational and Mm -hmm. not care about consequences, I posted this tweet around Thanksgiving time. Oh, I wonder if you were in it. I I hope you weren't because that would be very sad. Where I said, uh, I posted a four by four, like four different pictures. And I said, thankful for all the people in my life. But I blurred out all my ex-friends their faces in the photo and this was like in high school and everyone knew who those people were and it was it was really problematic but it did get a lot of likes which was what I was going for so that's hilarious that's actually hilarious I don't think I was part of that I think I would have remembered that but that is pretty freaking funny yeah I love that well those are all the questions and we're at past an hour so I feel like this has been a really fun episode I had fun did you have fun I had lots of fun. I had lots of fun calling you out and making you pay for your crimes. Oh, no. <laughs> no, this was awesome. And I'm so glad that we're doing this. And I hope that people find us relatable and interesting to listen to and that my constant coughing and swallowing is not too unbearable. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was literally telling Tori, I was like, we're basically frenemies, except... Uh, I'm Ethan and she's she's Trisha. But I'm I guess- Trisha, but with GERD, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh my goodness. Well, if you want to find us on social media and you want to maybe give us some ideas for stuff you want us to talk about, we are Reformed Crazy X on Instagram and Twitter. And on YouTube, if you want to watch the video version, we are the Reformed Crazy Ex Girlfriends podcast. And we also have an email. It's reformedcrazyx at gmail.com. If you feel like getting into contact with us for whatever reason, I don't know why <laughs> would. Not that anybody is going to be listening to this because this is just the first episode, but got to do that little plug, that little self promo at the end. It's just. It's just good for business, you know? Yep. <laughs> and I'm glad you did it because I would not have remembered to. So I had it in my little notes over here. I was like, gotta <laughs> plug the socials, baby. And then I'm sure that Tori will make a TikTok for us. Hopefully we can put some clips up there. And that will probably be Reformed Crazy X as well. Yep. So super exciting stuff. Thank you so much for being here with me, Tori. Thank you. It was great chatting. Aw. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.